Welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one egalitarian page of Talmud every day. My guest today, honestly, one of my absolute favorite people, one of the most creative, innovative, and brilliant folks out there, Rabbi Joe Schwartz, head of Idra, which is this fascinating hothouse for Hebrew culture. Hello, Rabbi. Hello. How are you? I am as well as can be expected. It's a difficult time. Thank you. So, you know, I know you to be a, a serious thinker about many topics, and, and I hope to trouble you with more interpretations about them moving forward. But in today's page, Shabbat 102B, I found this one little statement that I need your help sort of parsing, because uh, the Gemara talks about what is the smallest amount of building that you could actually do for what is it suited? And, and one of the rabbis, Rabbi Mia, says, well, you know, the smallest amount of building is really like a poor person digging a little hole in the floor of his house to hide his very few coins. And then Rav Acha Baryakov says, and this is a kind of a stark sentence that really kind of gave me pause. I'll read this in Hebrew because I know how, how deeply you appreciate the Hebrew language and Hebrew culture. Rav Acha Baryakov Amar, En aniyut bimakom ashirut. There is no poverty in a place of wealth, which sounded to me like a kind of like, hmm, sort of a haughty statement. Educate me. Tell me Tell me what this weird sentence means. Well, first, thank you so much for asking my view of this. And uh, I return all the kind words that were said by you back to you. You're a really creative and fascinating person. And thank you, Leo. It's a hard phrase. And it is one of those phrases that takes you back uh, when you first read it. Ein aniyut makom ashirut makes it sound like there's no poverty in a place of opulence or wealth, makes it sound like the poor are not welcome at the banquet, right? Here is a, here is a wealthy banquet, and the very sight of the poor there is somehow an offense to the, to the sensibility or the decorum that's expected in some sort of lavish feast. And uh, I agree that at first it really takes you aback, takes some sort of reflection. I, I did a little research in where else it's invoked, that principle, en aniyut makom ashirut. And it generally describes the way that things were done in either the Mishkan, the tabernacle, or in the Mikdash, in the temple when it was built. And it seemed to have been a, a kind of a general principle that governed the way you did stuff there. So the temple is a place of opulence. It's God's palace. It's God's home. And so only the highest standards were appropriate. And so even the smallest activity that was performed there, if it was a small repair, let's say some of the gold, the, the gilding had, had, had flecked off, if you were going to repair it, you couldn't do it in a piecemeal way using cheap ingredients, uh, cheap materials, rather. You had to really undertake it with seriousness and perhaps even in great quantities. That seems to be what Rashi says on our page. Right? When you undertake to do something, however small, you do it so that you have more than enough to go around. That seems to be its direct application. You know, in some communication we had before the show, you suggested that perhaps the first meaning is that I suggested there really is the meaning, which is to say... The poor and the rich are really two classes that shouldn't mingle, right. because to the extent that the poor are somewhere near the rich, it detracts from the opulence. I suppose that's one application. And when you said that, you know, I started to think a little bit about one of my personal heroes, who's um, Frederick Olmsted, who built Central Park and Prospect Park by me out here in, in Brooklyn. The story goes that he visited the uh, antebellum South and was just shocked at the racial and class divides. And, you know, how stratified a society the South was. And he came north thinking, um, you know, unless we build a kind of a meeting place for different races, different cultures, different classes, especially, you know, we're going to have um, something that looks like, you know, pre-revolution France here. 
it's important to have poor in the place of the wealthy. And so he built it against that principle. But Leo, I want, I want to suggest another way of reading that principle. Please. When you are in the midst of affluence, there is something especially troublesome about the presence of poverty. Right? If we are in an affluent society, let's say, then the presence of stinginess, of austerity, feels particularly shocking and uncalled for. You know, the Torah is notoriously speaks out of two sides of its mouth on the question of poverty. On the one hand, one verse says, there shall be no, no needy among you. And the other verse says, the poor shall never cease from the land. Right. right? Which is it? And perhaps the answer is the following. It's both depending on how the, how the economics of a society is faring. But if you're in the midst of real wealth, of real plenty, then there's no place for aniyut. Right? It's, it's, it's almost a call for a more uh, egalitarian society to push it a little bit more. Perhaps we're all living in the temple right now. In a very well-to-do society, this is as though we're living in the temple. In such a, in such a society... Yeah, there's no reason for any, for any child to go hungry. There's no reason. You know, and I, I was thinking about a piece that appeared in Tablet Magazine not too long ago by Michael Lind, who's a really interesting social commentator. I was so happy you published this piece where he characterized COVID-19 as the Tom and, Tom and Daisy disease, meaning going back to Great Gatsby, you know, a disease that the very wealthy could escape entirely. And he has these really vivid pictures of what the disease has been like for the well-to-do who can escape to their second home and have a freezer full of meat. And then you have these pockets of unbelievable poverty and need, people that can't afford to stop working and don't have anywhere else to escape to, you know, just like a mile from me, which are these slaughterhouses in which the disease is killing particularly you know, African-Americans at a rate 2.5 to 7 times as much as, as white people. That to me sounds like aniyut b'makom ashirut, poverty in a place of tremendous affluence. And that is a more shocking fact than anything. So I wonder what you think of that, Reid. Yeah. I am very grateful for it. And I, I think particularly now, uh, in light of the conversations that we've been having as a nation in these past few weeks, I think that comes across as a, as a clear uh, and unequivocal call to stop and recalculate our ways. Rabbi George Schwartz, thank you so much for shedding some light in a very dark period. Thank you, Leo. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Soon.